Welcome to the Heads Up Podcast. I am Jason Rogers, the head of school of Rundle College Society, and I'll be your host for this season's episode. With each new podcast, we hope to explore interesting topics relating to Rundle College student, faculty, and parent life. This season, you'll hear interviews with faculty, parents, alumni, students, and educational experts. Each episode will aim to provide an insight and context to the happenings in and around our community. Thank you for joining me and everybody in the Rundle College Society on this journey, and I hope you enjoy this Rundle experience. Welcome back to the Heads Up Podcast. On today's episode, I've got the opportunity to welcome back one of our return guests, Ms. Shannon Hart. Now, during the day, Ms. Hart is teaching class down at the elementary school, but all the time, she is an avid reader and a book lover. The reason for Shannon's visit today, May 2nd, 2018, is that it's hats on for mental health. Here at Rundle College, we see hundreds of students wearing their ball caps and all sorts of hats to bring awareness to mental health in and around our community. To keep with the theme and and also to recognize Mental Health Week that's coming up next week, uh, Shannon's picked out her top books on the topics of emotional well-being and mental health, and she's here with me today to share the top reads for parents who, who might be looking for books that will stimulate some interesting and good conversation around their house, Um, again, to bring awareness to to mental health-related issues. So without any further ado, it's my pleasure to welcome Shannon to today's show. All right, welcome back, Shannon. Great to have you here. Thank you for having me. Super. So I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. I know that it's going to hit a lot of really heavy topics, um, and lots of tough kind of conversations are, are held through these books. And so thanks for your bravery and vulnerability and for bringing these wonderful books to the table. Yeah, it's, it's hard to talk about some topics sometimes, and I think books give us a way in. And I think that's what's really important about today's conversation. Yeah, I can't, can't wait to get it started. And just like your other episodes, I think we're going to start with uh, the picture books, and we're going to move straight on through to young adult literature. And uh, yeah, covering a whole range of topics, but the one common thread is mental health. So uh, I hope all of our listeners really enjoy this podcast and take a few recommendations that might help with conversations in their family. So here we go, Shannon. What's what's our first recommendation? All right. So when I was thinking about what books help promote mental health in our youngest readers, I was thinking the best thing we can do is start to develop an emotional awareness and emotional intelligence. And part of that is knowing what your feelings are and that all of those feelings are okay. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite books to start off with, with our really our youngest youngest readers is, um, there's two, and the first one is when Sophie gets really, really angry, mm-hmm. and another one is when Sophie gets really, really hurt. Oh wow, And okay. in this, um, they're by Molly Bang, and Sophie, Um, describes what her feelings feel like and I think that's really important as kids experience things to know what they feel like so her Mm -hmm. face gets hot and she starts to um, 
experience what these emotions feel like and then she deals with them poorly Mm -hmm. which is always enjoyable for readers because I think it's nice to watch someone else make mistakes from the context of a book and then she figures out how to get it right so she learns how to deal with her hurt feelings and her angry feelings and that's a really nice conversation piece so I know that that book in the kindergarten and grade one is really really nice and even with younger younger readers the illustrations are yeah, it's beautiful. It's really, really vibrant. And I'm looking right now at Sophie's feelings are really, really hurt. And uh, it's just, it's a beautifully illustrated book and the content looks amazing. And it's all about Sophie, you know, painting. It looks like it's based around a, a painting class or a painting activity. And I think that would be a thing a lot of kids would relate to very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's one that kids really get and it's in language that kids understand. Beautiful. So I yeah. like that one. Uh, my second one is called The Color Monster, and it's by Anna Linus. And this is really neat. It's done in black and white, and then each page has a color. And so this book I have at home because my daughter Jillian loves it, and mm-hmm. she's four. So it's it's good for the younger readers, and it encourages kids to talk about feelings even when they're confusing. So how the book is set up is each page has a color, and then there's a page where all the colors are kind of mixed up. And so it's like, how do I untangle what this like ball of feelings is when it's more than one thing and so it's a good discussion piece right on and i remember you and i had a conversation about Brene brown and some of her work around feelings and the fact that adults can identify an incredibly small number of feelings and that's a real challenge when you're starting to unwrap some of how how we're doing and the ability to have feeling literacy is extremely important i think the earlier we start whether it's through you know the books that you're recommending here or Um, Even movies like Inside Out really kind of hit on what are feelings and and what's our range of feelings. It'd be really, really helpful. So that that sounds like an awesome recommendation for sure. Yeah, like I think we kind of go to our defaults. We say like, oh, I'm good or Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm tired if you're Mm -hmm. not good. And like those are like the two socially acceptable answers. Yeah. And so modeling and teaching to, to kids that you can have other feelings and that's okay. And it's normal to feel a range of feelings throughout the day. For sure. And that's okay. For sure. It's totally okay. All right, my next one is also, well, I think I like this one because it's called In My Heart, and so I'm like a little bit, oh, do I not bring that one? No, I don't see it here. That's okay. Um, that one I'm a little bit biased towards because Because it's your name. last name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like every page is a cutout of a heart, and it gets smaller and smaller and smaller, and it's along the same premise as the other book. What I like about In My Heart is it has just some different feelings, like courageous would be one, so it's mm-hmm. building some different words in for kids, and so I use that book for teaching all the way up to grade three and had some pretty interesting discussions about that and the, that kids can relate to um, a picture book and, and feelings and identifying feelings up until that grade is, is really important. That sounds really awesome, for sure. My other favorite one, I think, for the young ones is um, I Am Peace, and it's a book of mindfulness. Mm. It's by Susan Verd and Peter H. Reynolds, and they have a series of books. They also have I Am Yoga, and their books are beautifully illustrated and very simple to understand, but also very calming to read. So I have I Am Peace in my grade six classroom, and it's up on display at all times. And it talks about expressing emotions by talking, um, by finding empathy, and also through using your imagination. For sure. And we're finding more and more uh, application for mindfulness in our schools. And I think we're looking at things like the Mind Up program. And uh, yeah, I could see that as being a great entry point to, to the practice of mindfulness and just that, that simple uh, meditation practice. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. 
All right. So we're going to start getting a little bit more serious. All right. Okay. We'll bring it. Okay. Let's, let's see what we got. All right. So the next book is books where characters are sad. And so I have um, this book here is called The Blue Day Book for Kids. And it's a lesson in cheering yourself up. But there's also The Blue Day Book that's for adults. And then there's another few books by this author and there's um, black and white photos of mm-hmm. animals and then yeah. there's kind of some words of wisdom under it yeah. so the animals all look really kind of gloomy or upset and so and there's some humor in it but also some relatability to like oh it's so fun like this is such a fun book I mean the blue day book for kids is unbelievable uh, the photographs are great and so emotive and uh, yeah, it's, it's really worth a look for anybody who's looking to explore those emotions. Or just to hand kids. this book to a kid and be like, why don't you give this one a read right now? No doubt. <laughs> like, no give doubt. it kind of a scrunched face. But. Well, you could even see kids who can't read, who are maybe too young to read, and you could talk about what emotions the you know the animals are portraying. And, mm-hmm. then, and then to read the captions underneath and just see for attunement and alignment would be really, really interesting too. It's such a fun book. Like this is really awesome. Yeah, that's a good one. And then I have another picture book here called Everybody Gets the Blues. And this one is the important piece, like the character on the cover looks gloomy and the dog he's with looks sad too. And it's normalizing the fact that it's a feeling that everyone Mm -hmm. has sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so the first piece is it not to feel alone like mm-hmm. if you're feeling down you're not the only one who's feeling blue mm-hmm. and sometimes that can be enough to help and if it's not enough there's a character named blues guy and he will come and listen and sing the blues or sit by your side and so there's that piece of you're not alone in this book and just teaching kids from a really early age like it's it's okay to talk about these things. Yeah, it's really, really adorable. I mean, the the blues uh, character in here is just really warm. You can see how you'd warm up to him, but is exploring that blues element or the being sad element with, with this young character in here. Really, really fun-looking, sad book. Yeah. <laughs> and so those are my books kind of for the K-3 to section that I thought would be good, good to talk about. Super. Okay, let's move on to the next section of books here, Shannon. I understand we're going to look at a few more picture books, but these are picture books with the intent of opening a conversation with maybe just a little bit older kids than that first section of books. So um, take it away. I can't wait to see these ones too. All right, the first one is my probably my heart pick of the year. I thought it would win some awards, and it's won none, so I've been kind of disappointed about that. (laughs) Yeah. I was... um, This is called After the Fall, and it's called, the subtitle is How Humpty Dumpty Got Back Up Again. And this, it's very rare for this to happen, but this book actually made me gasp out loud when I read it. So I really, really liked it. So we start off and we have Humpty Dumpty sitting on the wall, and we're all familiar with Humpty Dumpty. And he, um, we open it up, and he's lying kind of in a crumpled heap at the bottom. And then um, it's really... It's really sad because we talk about in here, there's some parts of him that can't be healed with bandages Mm -hmm. and glue. Mm -hmm. And then there's a picture of him lying on the ground and he's in a bunk bed. Mm -hmm. And so he has this fear now that's taken over. Oh, no kidding. And so we start talking to kids about how fear can start to change some of our choices and where fear can really start to creep in and what that fear can look like. Oh my, yeah. And then, so he can't get his favorite cereal from the top shelf and he can't go up and be with the birds any longer 
and he is just really changed from this one instance. So we talked um, in my classes about how there's these moments that we have in life that change everything. And it yeah. can happen in a split second and your life course can change. And sometimes it's a physical thing, but often it's something that happens and then you're mentally or emotionally changed. Wow. And the kids in grade four, five, and six all could really relate to this. And we had some incredibly meaningful discussions about this. So Humpty Dumpty pulls some bravery together and keeps climbing and I'm not going to reveal it but I want to show you this page because this is what Humpty Dumpty has I know right oh my goodness well so, you need to read it yeah, to see it honestly this is one wow and so it's about yeah. um learning how to overcome your no fear doubt. No so I wanted doubt. to show you that page wow. and so that book when I read it I was like wow and so on the back it says life begins when you get back up so we really want to talk to kids about this at school, especially in four, five, six, because we're encouraging them to make mistakes and make them in like a really safe and comfortable way, but also still to have this opportunity to fail. Mm -hmm. And what that can look like is like you have something that doesn't turn out and then there's like an emotional piece to it. Like you might be scared yeah. to do something again. Yeah. And um, that's what I really loved about that book. This is this may be my pick of the whole podcast. I haven't seen the rest of them yet, but it's beautiful and it's really, really, yeah. There's a there's a neat moment in there for sure. It's called After the Fall: How Humpty Dumpty Got Back Up Again. Mm -hmm. um, really, really impressive. Thanks for sharing that one, Shannon. Yeah, and then so relating that one to mental health is kind of these pieces that we don't see and um, having the internal struggle with ourselves. Um, the next book is called The Invisible Boy, and it's another one of my favorites by Trudy Ludwig. And this is, I think, another important piece of wellness. And this wellness piece is in being true to who we are, but also in feeling understood, right. and feeling like we belong, and feeling seen. So The mm -hmm. Invisible Boy doesn't feel seen mm -hmm. at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then there's a series of things that happen with him and what it takes and the power that one person can have to make the difference for someone else. And this book, again, I read to all ages, K through six, and it's something that everyone can relate to, feeling is, invisible. It's a beautiful book as well, like all these books are, but it uses some amazing... Your color elements really to bring the story to life and it's a great I know this book a little bit as well I really really do adore this book there's a line in there that I talk about every time I read it and it says I don't know what's worse feeling invisible or being teased oh yeah and so oh. I always stop and talk about that and yeah. we kind of take a poll and it's interesting I think more children would rather be invisible than being teased to start off with, and mm -hmm. then as they get older, it switches. Yeah, no kidding. Well, that was powerful. I mean, yeah, this is a very, very, very like close to home book for a lot of kids, and I think um, to bring awareness to to all kids about how important it is to be seen and heard and known, as we know, is so important. Uh, even for those kids who aren't invisible, to know what it might feel like to be invisible i think this book does exactly that it really raises empathy and awareness it's mm -hmm. brilliant yeah great yeah all right this next book i read yesterday with a group of grade fives and it's called michael rosin's sad book oh yeah and um 
people will be familiar with the illustrator. The illustrator is Quentin Blake, and he illustrates um, Roald Dahl's books. Mm -hmm. And so the first page is a picture of a man smiling, and he says, this is me being sad. Maybe you think I'm happy in this picture. Really, I'm sad, but pretending I'm happy, and I'm doing that because I think people won't like me if I look sad. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, is something that we feel a lot of pressure, adults, kids, all ages, to always seem happy or to be positive and in this book it's a really really hard read I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to make it through the book without tearing up myself and so I told the kids that going in so I think they were nervous but (laughs) I did it and it deals with some really hard things like the character is grieving a death and and I think he's struggling to come to terms with that loss and what his life looks like now and then he talks about some of the things that he does that are not helpful and then what it takes to help him through it. I remember reading this book with kids as well and it is really powerful and challenging to to get through for sure. It, for those who are listening, it looks so much like a Roald Dahl kind of book. The illustrations are so magical. Really, they're really, really magical is the only way I can put it. I, I love them. And uh, yeah, this is really, it's an intense book for little ones for sure I think you have to go in with the right mindset um, but it's really important book I think for all of us to, to look at and have a sense about all right as this podcast continues no doubt we're gonna keep on hitting heavier and heady, heavier topics and so this next section is about middle grade books and uh, yeah certainly we're gonna hit hit a few hot topics here so so what do you have for us now Shannon well I think the shift that's gonna happen right now is with the younger ages our focus is talking about feelings and how feelings affect us and knowing what feelings we can experience. When we hit the middle grade books, we start to have characters that are impacted by different mental health challenges Mm -hmm. by the people around them experiencing them. And so we're going to be talking, like kids are going to be experiencing things like addiction or depression, anxiety or different disorders in the context of someone that they love Mm -hmm. is going through something and they are trying to understand that. So we have kids starting to understand complex family relationships, complex dynamics and what that means in terms of um, mental health. Right. And we talked earlier just before we uh, started recording the podcast, maybe it's a good time to kind of come back to that conversation about the difference in medium. Um, You know, if you have a a video medium versus a, a written medium what's your I thought your take on that was quite enlightened what do you say about that Shannon I think books are really a nice way to be introduced to different topics because readers are in control so if they're reading something that is not the right time or they're not ready for or it's not the right um, space for them to have that book they are in charge and they can put it down whereas if you're looking at images or different medias the image kind of is in control and you are more passive and so there's less control on the reader so I like to have a lot of different books in our collection because there's going to be books that are the right book for the right time for the right kid but mm-hmm. it won't be the right book for many kids right Absolutely. and that's the whole point of having a diverse collection yeah and you can kind of manage the exposure, like really, and the kid can self-manage too, which I think is really quite powerful. Totally. And so if a kid is taking a book out that I've read and I know, I'll say, did you know that this book is dealing with these, these issues? And they'll say yes. And I'll say, great, let me know how you like it. Yeah. And then 
they also might say, oh, that's what this book is about. Oh, I mm-hmm. don't think I need to read that. Yeah, or yeah. I don't think it's the right one for me or something. Not the right time. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So let's get into the titles. All right. So the first one is a graphic novel and it's called uh, Lewis Undercover. And it is, it's a really hard one. And the main character, Lewis, is shuttled back and forth between his parents' houses. And his dad lives in the country in their house and their mom has a smaller apartment in the city and so we start off in the very first page is um, my dad cries and there's a picture of a mm-hmm. tear mm-hmm. and we we learn through the pages um, in, in kind of an indirect way and then more direct ways that the dad is an alcoholic and the family has split up due to that and so when the kids are at dad's they are not sure what to expect and then Mm -hmm. when they get back with mom mom is really worried and like checking them over and kind of uh, hovering all the time because she's been so worried about the time they're away Mm -hmm. and so because this is a graphic novel what i like about this is so much of it is told through pictures and so it'll be really impactful for certain kids and other kids maybe won't notice so there's the detail the attention to detail will really make this book really powerful for certain kids and so how this goes on is he, with the help of his friend and his brother, um, kind of figure out how to navigate their new life. And it, there's hope in it and there's there's positive changes, but it, it's not necessarily a happy ending. It's mm-hmm. a happier yeah. ending yeah. Yeah. given the context. And it's, it's about finding your way in a situation you don't necessarily have control over and finding the best path forward. And I think for kids, so often they're impacted by adults' choices and they are in this not necessarily the same situation, but in a situation where they are looking for the best path forward given yeah. the situation that they're in. I could, I, when I look at this book, it resonates right away with me as a book that I would have enjoyed going through as a kid. You know, certainly the content is, is really heavy, but the delivery of the content is something that would be appealing to me as a young man. Uh, not a great reader, but really visual at the time. And uh, really... Yeah, I, I could I could really see myself getting into this. I actually look forward to picking this up myself as an adult and mm-hmm. going through it. I think it's probably got a lots of depth for for all ages. Um, yeah, it's a book that I wasn't sure about. Like, should we have this in our collection? Should we not? And so I'm I'm always I always want to make responsible and and careful choices. Mm-hmm. So I know that this isn't the right book for many kids, but it's an important book to have for for some kids. Wow, I'm really happy it's in our collection, Shannon. I think it looks awesome. All right, our next one is also a graphic novel, and it's just right here. It's called Sunny Side Up, and it's by Jennifer L. Holm and Matthew Holm, and they are a brother-sister team, and they write a lot of graphic novels. They write Baby Mouse and... Um, they are very popular and well-known and so this book is really fun and interesting and a lot of kids have read it but there's a more serious undertone to it and there's some subtleties in there that many readers will notice so Sunny the main character is sent to Florida for the summer to stay with her grandfather and so she's living in a retirement community and she's a young girl so she's having all sorts of new kind of funny experiences and she is getting to know her grandfather but the underlying tone and the questions that she's asking are why and it's because her brother is in some trouble and he's making poor choices. Oh, okay, yeah. And so her parents have sent her away so that they can pour all their resources into him. Right. And so she's confused a little bit and she's not really, the reader doesn't really know the full story right away. And Mm -hmm. as the book goes on, um, it's alluded to that he's um, been doing some 
drinking or some mm-hmm. drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's kind of just in the pictures that you would notice this. And so she's really confused and hurt by his erratic behavior. And she's and her parents are working to understand him and support him and love him. No doubt. And this is an important book because I think it it shows the ripple impact of one yeah. behavior and how that can impact so many. And again, she is working through making sense of what someone else's mm-hmm. choices mm-hmm. and are and how that impacts her. Yeah, I mean, totally. Uh, when you flip through it, it initially feels like you're reading a like a newspaper comic strip almost. That's the feel it has. But then as you go through it, you see there's so much richness uh, to the characters. And I, yeah, that whole mystery experience that I'm sure kids have where they don't understand what's going on with their brother or why this is happening or whatever will resonate with many. It's a big time siblings book I can see from here. And um, yeah, wow. That's another neat one I, I really would look forward to reading myself. And I think just because this is not something that impacts someone directly, like you wouldn't necessarily have to have a brother who's making poor choices to find the power in this book. It's learning that this is something that impacts many people and something that is um, in our world and can help us understand people and be empathetic on a different level. Yeah, wow. And it has that ageism piece too as I'm going through it. Like you're seeing like a real empathy for um, the elderly, you know, and and developing that and understanding. And yeah, really, really interesting read for sure. Great Mm -hmm. pick. All right, so those are my graphics. Um, My first one um, novel is called Ghost by Jason Reynolds, and it's the first in a series of four. And this has won some awards. And so we start off with a character named Castle Crenshaw, and he's been selected for a very elite middle grade track team. And mm-hmm. there's Olympians as coaches, and he's been like it's a huge honor. Very cool. And he's a natural runner. He's yeah. just fast. Yeah. However, it's because he's been running for his whole life. So it started with him very young, and it, there's flashbacks that tell us this that he's running. Um, he and his mom are running from their dad, okay. and the dad has. Um, a gun and so they're running away for their lives and so that's where he gets his passion for running and so he's been running ever since wow and he's very angry and that causes problems obviously and then so he causes problems and then he runs from them and so he's been given this opportunity to harness his talent and his speed but first he needs to learn how to deal with his anger so it's a really good book for looking at the process of having a really complex emotion like anger Mm -hmm. and knowing how how to use it in a in a way that can fuel something and how to work through some of those really complicated emotional pieces so this book i found really powerful and then the second book patina takes another character on the team and she has her own challenges and so then we get to find out her story and so the whole series takes different um takes a look at different challenges that characters are working through perfect and i could see this kind of book resonating with you know young men and women who are really into sports and maybe you know just getting used to reading but then all of a sudden you're into this deeper content which is really exciting mm-hmm. as well so yeah well, yeah well done all right my next three books i'm going to talk about all together because they have the same theme so the ethan i was before lost in the sun and the thing about jellyfish mm-hmm. are all very powerful reads and i have like a huge group of kids that are like i read this mm-hmm. what's the next one like this yeah and so there are these pieces of books that kids are kind of yearning for these like heavier pieces and so all three of these books start with a really terrible accident and something like very tragic and somebody usually is either 
like different for the rest of their life or has died and the all of the characters in these three books are dealing with death and guilt around right. this right. and then forgiveness and there's this piece again like in a moment everything changes how do i proceed yes and and finding hope and yeah. positive and a path forward and this book you can see lost in the sun like the cover is like worn off the back mm-hmm. and i think I think this is something that's misunderstood sometimes is like, can kids deal with this? Like, should Mm -hmm. they be reading stuff like this? Is this appropriate? And I have lots of conversations with adults about this. And I think kids are exposed to it before the book Mm -hmm. and through our world and through the different things that are happening in the news and in in the context of their lives, Mm -hmm. they are exposed to these things already. And so it's not (coughs) the first time they're they are dealing with them and so reading it through the lens of a character can kind of help them step back and and watch Mm -hmm. and that can give some some advice or some ideas for moving forward themselves but also kids really are drawn to these books well you can see it i'm as i'm holding lost in the sun it's well loved and i love like it's well worn well loved it's dog-eared it's you know, it looks like a great book that's been used often and it says everything i mean for kids to be picking up books of this kind of content and coming back to it clearly there's something going on here that that's resonating with some of our young readers and Mm -hmm. so and you're right I mean we're faced with with these themes whether we like it or not and um it's good to be able to talk about them and and being able to read about them helps help center those conversations absolutely absolutely I think that it looks like an awesome series of books for sure Mm -hmm. so those three are all by different authors but all dealing with the same and, and just for those people who are listening and wondering, like, we're going through all of these books. We probably hit 15 of them already. Um, Shannon, are you still putting these up on your Instagram account? Um, most of these I would have already posted because I've read them all. Okay. But I took a picture, or one of my students took a picture of me holding them all. So I, I'll post <laughs> that one on Twitter. <laughs> That'd be really perfect. Okay, okay, that's awesome. Thank you. Okay, so another book that is well-loved in my school right now is Counting by Sevens. And so this book um, also starts with a tragedy. And so we have a character named Willow, and she's a genius. And she loves um, organizing things. And she loves learning about medical conditions. And she's always trying to diagnose people. And she, when she gets stressed out, she counts by sevens. Right. And that calms her down. So that's the title. And she has a really hard time connecting with people. And mm-hmm. so she feels like an outsider looking in. So that invisibility piece is set up already. She's mm-hmm. not making that connection and then like right at the beginning no spoiler alert just if you're wondering this happens very close to the beginning um both of her parents are killed in a car crash oh no okay uh-huh and then all of a sudden she's alone and so what's important about this book is, is isn't a tragedy it's it's about a girl who is already her own having her own challenges and how everything changes and how she manages to push through her grief and then how she kind of finds her adoptive family and a surrogate family, I guess, and having or seeing her go through that process. And it sounds really heavy, but the book is um, balanced nicely with some humor and some lightness, and and it all kind of comes together. And that's that book I couldn't bring today because it wasn't on the shelf. <laughs> and I've been like watching and watching as I'm gathering books. I'm like kind of snagging them as they yeah. come in. And that book is signed out all the time. Oh wow! Okay. There you go, counting by seven. Yeah. Sounds sounds brilliant for yeah. sure. All right, so 
young adult books. Okay, here we go. These are the these are the big ones. Yeah, the these are the hard ones, ones, no doubt. Yes. Okay. So when we're talking about um, middle grade books, we have like our characters dealing with mental health or struggles or challenges and then the ripple effect that it has on the character Mm -hmm. when we come into young adult books we have the characters living with with what the challenge is right so this is where books like every single book that i'm going to talk about i cried in like hard okay so there's like like, a bit of a disclaimer like this is the you know like i'm not going to cry right now but if you read them (laughs) you might cry listeners out there so it just is like taking these like really raw, powerful moments and and talking about them, and it's really hard and it's um, really brave for mm-hmm. authors to to write books like this. Mm-hmm. So the first book is called The Unlikely Hero of Room Thirteen B, and this is a Canadian author, and I don't have it in the pile, and I lent it to a student actually. It's not in our learning commons. It's for junior high readers. Okay. And so our main character Adam is in a support group for kids coping with obsessive compulsive disorder and when he's there he meets a girl named robin and he's just like irresistibly drawn to her and he (laughs) wants to be batman to her robin and it's like he (laughs) he wants to be that for her and so she's just been released from a residential psychiatric program and he wants to save her but as the book goes on the question arises like is it really her that needs saving Mm -hmm. does she need rescuing right and this book explores the complexities of living with um, obsessive compulsive disorder there's also a prospect of hope and happiness and healing and what i really like about this book is the community that the community element that's created Mm -hmm. so the kids are in the support group they already feel like they have this label attached to them and so how do they relate to one another and build support and community within themselves and so this book is is really nice to have a look into a perspective of someone else right i can totally see how that would come together and be super interesting as you move through the content and back to your perspective piece being able to see someone through through the lens of of that character would would be yeah would be really interesting Mm -hmm. and just the resiliency and the creativity that goes into this is what is happening in my life right now how do i make it work right and that piece is is really is really nice for the reader to be along the ride for that. Love it. Love it. All right. So the next one is Lily and Duncan. Mm-hmm. And we have in this book, um, the main character, Lily Joe McGrother, is born Timothy McGrother. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's a girl. Mm-hmm. And being a girl isn't easy when you look like a boy. Right. Right. Especially when you're in the eighth grade. Yes. And then there's another character named Duncan Dorfman, that he was born Norbert Dorfman, and he's dealing with bipolar disorder, and he's just moved. And so to make it worse, um, he's also hiding from a very painful secret, which isn't revealed for a while. And one summer morning, Lily, Joe, and Duncan meet, and their lives change forever because of that meeting. And so they are both living with something that they feel isn't quite right. Right. And so they're trying to figure out how to find their place and be true to themselves and to be authentic in what makes sense for them. And so this book is really powerful and it's told from both of their points of view. And I really uh, found myself learning a lot about um, their lives and gaining empathy for different points of view. No kidding. That'd be just absolutely amazing. I mean, dealing with these are super complex very interesting you know issues in their own respect and putting them together and and having the each lens and written from that lens 
um, I could see be an extremely powerful combination. And uh, yeah, looking into you know everything from mental health to uh, gender identity and knowing that you know those are clearly not the same thing; they're they're totally separate. Um, is really really fascinating. I know you've talked to me about this book before, Shannon, and uh, I need to I need to pick it up and, and get reading it. It seems like a really important one for us mm-hmm. during this this time. Well, I think it's a it's important to have um, books about feeling different and finding those who understand. Right. And so, regardless of what that looks like, yeah. it's finding people that see you and get you and mm-hmm. accept you mm-hmm. and that is the piece for being well is yeah. if you are surrounded by people who love and support you mm-hmm. you can be well yeah like the seen heard known piece i think mm-hmm. is really important it sounds like this book gets to the heart of it in, in many many frames so mm-hmm. because they find each other wow. and they are dealing with different things but they find that their differences kind of create a similarity awesome awesome mm-hmm. All right, so I have another one with OCD, and this one's called OC Daniel, mm-hmm. or OCD Daniel. I'm mm-hmm. not sure how mm-hmm. to read that one. And Daniel is a backup punter for his school's football team, mm-hmm. um, which means water boy. So he <laughs> spends his practice organizing the water cups right. into perfect rows and hopes that nobody notices. Yeah. And then he yeah. spends lots of time hoping that nobody notices his behaviors, and he calls them zaps. So he wants to avoid writing the number four he's flicking light switches and so he's working to be not noticed right and then a new girl comes to school and as kids in books mostly are unkind it makes for the better story the kids unkindly dub her psycho sarah and psycho sarah um is not invisible Mm -hmm. but she sees Daniel and she sees all the things that he's trying to hide Mm -hmm. and so he feels like seen for the first time and he's not overly comfortable with it and then he gets a mysterious note asking for help and it's not clear who it's from and he's swept up in this mystery that might change everything for him so it's again looking at two people navigating some difficult challenges and finding each other and strength in friendship it seems like a common theme throughout this is what you mentioned before is like that community piece or finding you know people who who understand and and a network and uh, it seems like several of these books are about that and i hope i hope by reading these books it encourages our kids to um talk about their feelings and 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 find those you know those networks that are going to help them cope because we're all dealing with different things when it comes to emotional well-being and um yeah i think you know the whole bell let's talk piece I think is really important and I think these are an avenue to that so yeah wow okay what's what's the next one Shannon all right my last one is my hardest one and it's called The Reluctant Journal of Henry K. Larson and it's another Canadian author Susan Nielsen and we have a 13 year old named Henry and he is happy needs an ordinary life and all of that comes to an abrupt halt when his older brother Jesse takes the father's hunting rifle to school and so what follows shatters his family. Oh my goodness. And they're forced to resume their lives in a new city where no one knows their past. And so this child is in a, a situation again that he has not asked for. And so Henry's therapist suggests he keep a journal mm-hmm. and he's very resistant at first, but mm-hmm. soon he's confiding all of, all of his thoughts and feelings day and night. And it's a book about struggling to come to terms with another person's actions yeah and that it's a really 
It's a really important read, yeah. but it's a really hard read. It's very, it's very dark um, to be inside that family at their most terrible moment. No doubt, no doubt. And so it, surprisingly, I was like surprised to hear this. It won the Governor General's Award for Children's Literature. Wow. So I was like, not surprised that it won, but for yeah. children's literature yeah, 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 yeah. because I see it as it's a book for older readers and it's one that I've given to maybe a junior high age yeah. student. And so it's, again, it's, it's talking about bullying, I guess, mm-hmm. in the beginning too and how people being unkind can have um, some pretty pretty serious um, impacts on another person and and what can I guess lead to feeling of no other choices or it's, it's very complicated it's like desperation yeah, yeah totally holy cow yeah um, you know what just struck me Shannon is a uh, like throughout the conversation today we've really been close to like obviously mental health and emotional well-being um, and wellness, I mean, generally speaking, but just kind of as you wove through uh, the last book, you're talking, we have been talking about togetherness and networks and those pieces. Um, kindness being absolutely critical for helping one another cope. And uh, I think all these books are really um, in the curious space too, because we are curious about how we can better help each other out and, and network and those pieces. I've really throughout today's podcast you've really brought together our values really really nicely in the space of, of mental health so bravo to that and that um yeah i mean do you have any any closing comments on on the podcast today about, about this kind of plethora of books um that, that we've covered um i think my, my always my hope is that people read books and that books help us understand each other better books help us feel seen and understood and that books can bring us together yeah well thanks for your preparation today shannon this has been extraordinary i hope that lots of people inside our community and outside of our community pick up these books and i hope it you know maybe changes a life or two like that would be really an exciting outcome from this podcast and i hope we get lots of lots of coverage um really well done today shannon thank you for taking the time well i have lots more if you <laughs> if you anyone's looking for more books i have a whole stack and so just to get in contact with, with Shannon, her uh, let her tell you about her Twitter and her Instagram accounts. Where will they find you, Shannon? Uh, my Instagram is at heartlovesbooks, and my Twitter is heartshannon, and heart is H-A-R-T-E. Awesome. Okay, well, thank you, Shannon, and uh, we'll look forward to the next episode. Thank you for having me.